The Protectors of the Wood podcast. Everything is at stake. The destruction of our planet is becoming real life. This podcast tells the story of misfit teenagers struggling to band together and help our world through this crisis. Episode number 36, Danger on the Cliff. Phoebe is determined to enter Hidden Valley. Phoebe and Jeremy stood up and turned their attention to the drama of their situation. Perched 40 feet high on the side of the cliff. I'm really not sure this is a good idea. I could see how difficult this is for your knee. And I'm worried. But I want to go on. It will take a brick wall to stop me. Jeremy looked in her eyes. Phoebe, this next piece coming right up is dangerous. It's possible to fall if you make a mistake. And if you fall, it's over. For me, for you, for everything. I didn't really think this through before. Phoebe, I'd be relieved if we go back at this point. This is a lot for one day. She looked ahead and saw a decent path, a wide ledge moving out across the cliff. It seemed okay, but looking up, She could only see a treacherously steep incline with no clue of a way to climb it. Is it all just like that path right there? What we can see? Pretty much. It's not hard if you follow everything I do. But you can't look down. And we've got to keep moving. I'm ready. Let's go. He looked at her carefully, fear in his eyes. My heart is in your hands. Don't look down and don't think about it. Stay on all fours. Follow everything I do. It's not hard if you just stay on the path. Jeremy set off taking a few steps the normal way. But soon, he hit a switchback and went down on all fours. The ledge was still about four feet wide and was fairly level and free of debris. But the wall that had concealed them from the valley and protected them from falling, it was gone. The path seemed much, much narrower now that the edge had dropped off into space. 
Phoebe took one glance out at the wide valley and was rendered dizzy by the sight. It was too overwhelming. Don't look down. Don't think about it. Eyes ahead. Dear God in heaven, a person could die here. She moved with agonizing care, concentrating on each toehold and handholds, feeling intense relief on reaching each dwarf pine tree growing tenaciously among the rocks. Gradually, the steep incline of the cliff face became more horizontal. They crawled over smooth rock to reach meadow grass and level ground. She lay panting and covered in sweat, still afraid to look back. The glaring sun beat down. Jeremy moved closer to her and sat down, almost touching her. Finally, she stood up, and he rose with her. You did it! Oh my God, you did it! He gave her a hug with barely concealed emotion. I'd overlooked your brace and planning this climb. I was more scared than you. Jeremy smiled and smiled. He could hardly contain himself. This was the greatest thing ever! Oh my God! But still, Phoebe wasn't satisfied. She wanted to get there, where the people were. What's next? The rest is no problem. For a minute or two, they took in the sweeping panorama, the church steeple and the farmland and the vistas beyond, all the way to a dim purple line of mountains in the distance. We're up here with the hawks and vultures. How am I going to get down that thing? Just then the crows gave them a harsh serenade from the tops of the nearby trees. We're too visible on the edge of this cliff. Someone could see us easily. Phoebe followed Jeremy's hurried steps along a thin trail into the evergreen forest. They entered a plateau of many small hills, densely covered in boulders and trees. At first, the path proved to be surprisingly consistent, and they made good time, winding among pine and fir trees. But soon the path dissolved into a series of small openings in the underbrush. And finally, there was no path at all. To Phoebe's eyes, the landscape was a dense and tangled wilderness of thickets and trees with sharp needles broken by boulders and rocky ledges. Jeremy stopped every once in a while, not speaking, but just looking things over carefully, and then finding a way through the obstacles ahead. A few times they had to raise their arms and breast their way through thick patches of mountain laurel. Eventually, they began following a small stream that sailed along merrily through a narrow ravine. Are you following the crows? Or are they following you? Maybe a little of both. 
Ah, we're in the right place. Check out how the stream just disappears under those boulders. It reappears again later. They stopped to talk and shared the water bottle again and filled it from the stream. Look at those long shadows. The sun is going down. How are we going to finish this? A long summer evening with hours of light is still to come. Let's just keep moving. As they wound their way through the wilderness, they both became preoccupied with the notion that they were actually going to arrive at a destination of great importance. Their journey no longer seemed like a hike in the forest, but a quest for some luminous goal. In the back of her mind, Phoebe hoped to find Abby. Even Jeremy seemed affected by the mounting excitement. He treasured a hope that he might actually meet and talk to someone responsible for this incredible mystery, the wizard of the landscape. He spoke hardly at all and moved with the alertness of a forest animal. As they climbed down the rocks near a small waterfall, he was muttering. There, there it is, the standing stone. Phoebe saw a high boulder, perhaps eight feet tall, with a sharp vertical side at the front and a steep slope with rough steps at the back. Other more ordinary two and three foot stones formed a rough circle around it. Jeremy promptly climbed the standing stone and looked around. This is where we turn off. At the side of the stream, a steep bank ascended the hillside. There, a path had been worn into irregular steps. Up and over the bank, they found a narrow, rocky way that climbed up sharply. Stones jutted from the steep cliff, where the small pines grew with roots that clung like fingers. Suddenly, Jeremy went down into a crouching position among the trees, looking back the way they had come. The barking. That rushing noise? The wind in the leaves? No. What is it? Ghost dogs. Jeremy pointed back through the trees. Phoebe saw white and gray shapes swirling in a circle around the standing stone. The dogs leapt and bounded and danced through the stream and over stones and partway up the hillside at astonishing speed. I've never seen them up so close. I, I wasn't quite sure they really existed. Phoebe stared, fascinated. Will they come after us? I don't think so. They seem to be like the crows, guardians of the secret area. They usually make their noise between the zone and the intruder. 
warning people off. But today, they're behind us, pushing us further in. I, I guess we should continue on. Up and up they climbed until they came to a long ledge of stones and small trees. A sharp ridge ran ahead of them at right angles, like the top of the letter T. Picking their way over very rough ground, they finally stood at the connecting point of the two ridges. An incredible view opened up ahead of them. They saw a narrow valley roll forward like a long green road, bounded by rocky hills and ridges on either side. It's... it's... my mother's painting! It's like I walked into her painting! The velvety green texture of the valley glowed like a jewel in the late afternoon sun. The silver stream appeared from the hillside below them, sparkled through the deep green of the trees and meadows, and then vanished under the far ridge and the high cliffs known as the Horn beyond. They stood there, gazing in awe. Hidden Valley! You found it! Follow me, 
Follow me, come and see. We're climbing the world tree. We're climbing the world tree. Thanks for listening to the Protectors of the Wood podcast. Find all our podcasts, songs, and projects on our website, protectorsofthewood.com. And to all the eco-warriors out there, remember that everyone can make a difference and every action counts. Mm-hmm.